This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Hello, everyone. My name is Erin Trelor, and I am the host of Raw Beauty Talks. We're taking you behind the highlight reel of the world's biggest influencers and wellness gurus to get a raw glimpse of what beauty, health, and wellness look like in today's world so that you can feel your absolute best in your body and in your life. I want you to just imagine for a second that you are at a softball field in Oklahoma City and you're wearing a big plush robe. It is sweltering outside. All of a sudden, they call action and you have to drop your robe and you are completely nude in front of a crew of 15 people who are going to be taking photos of you playing softball for ESPN's body image issue. This is exactly what today's guest had to do. Lauren Chamberlain grew up in Orange County, California and began playing softball at eight years old. She competed as a D1 athlete playing for Team USA and now plays as a professional with titles including the Home Run Champion, Big 12 Female Athlete of the Year, and Cows Cup Champion. In 2015, Lauren broke the NCAA home run record with 95 home runs. I first learned about Lauren through the 10th edition of the SPN Body Image. She posed nude and she was radiating strength, power, beauty, and confidence. It reminded me of a coaching client that I'd worked with who was really struggling as a professional in the wellness industry. She was a personal trainer, but felt her body didn't look as toned and thin as it should have. Lauren smashed all those narratives and stereotypes in this one image. Her ultimate goal is to help girls and women understand that they are capable and deserving of anything they put their mind to. So she seemed like the perfect guest to have on our show. Lauren, thank you so much for being here today. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. That intro, I need to bring you with me everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's very easy to talk about you. You're so accomplished and have done so much. And really and truly, I want to thank you for stepping up to do that issue. I mean, it must have been thrilling when they called you, but were there any nerves as well? I mean, that was a bucket list. If they ever asked me, like, no doubt I would do that in a heartbeat. But there's a difference when you think that and then when it actually happens and you get the call. <laughs> you're like, oh my God, this is actually happening. Okay, now I actually have to say yes. And I said yes. And then I'm like, wait, now I actually have to pose nude. <laughs> so there's a whole different side of it. Definitely nerves, but it was overall more excitement for the opportunity. Did you have any thoughts of like, okay, I have to prepare for this. I need to get a spray tan, like all of the things I'm thinking that would go through my mind before having to get naked in front of a whole team of people. Right. Well, you know, what's kind of funny and blessing in disguise, which I thought was just terrible timing at the time, but I had just had L5S1 back surgery, a a slip disc. So I had a discectomy and I was on bed rest when they called and told me that I was in the issue. So they gave me, I think it was two months, which two months after back surgery is not a long time. So I was in bed and I wasn't active. I mean, I was very not into my training routine. I had been really focusing on my eating just because I was inactive and I had really made that a priority just for healthy recovery. So in a weird way, it was like, okay, you know the message that you wanted to send with this issue anyway, and you're actually on bed rest and you're not able to just go sprint on the treadmill for like five hours. It actually allowed me to really fully like 
stay in my truth and be what I wanted to be in the, in the issue, which was very authentic and true to myself. And I think that's why those images went essentially viral. And so many women were just blown away by them. Obviously, we will have the images in the show notes on the website so that you can see them as well in case you miss them. Now, you mentioned that you have clarity around a message that you have for women. Can you talk a little bit more about what that is? The body issue allowed me to stretch that, but I really just think women as a whole, it doesn't look one way. It doesn't act one way. It doesn't perform one way. It doesn't talk one way. There are so many different ways to be woman, right? And and I think that I kind of took off in the body sense of being able to spread that message because of, like you said, the thing went viral, the issue went viral. But in general, just that women are capable of so many things and there are so many unfair societal norms and standards that are placed on women that are just so, who made these? <laughs> who decided that this is what's going on? So I think anytime we can challenge a norm or just show that there's strength and beauty in different ways, then I'm doing my job. And and I think everybody should be doing that in a certain way. Well, you did a really amazing job of it. You spread your message loud and clear. Tell me a little bit about your relationship to your body as a professional athlete. Oh man, it's been challenging, but it's, it's a story, right? It's just like life in general. There's ups and downs. I don't think anybody has a perfect relationship with their body because of just different things in the society that we live in. But I think that going through so many injuries and having surgeries. I think it was five months before my back surgery, I had shoulder surgery, a bicep and a labrum repair. So I think when you go through things like that as an athlete and you make it to the other side, it reminds you of the strength that you carry and gives you a little bit of grace on with yourself and on your body and shows you what you're capable of. And just like the process of healing and gaining strength back and appreciating everything that your body does for you, I think is, is a huge thing as an athlete, just you're performing all the time and you're putting your body through so much stress. And when you perform and you excel, you're like, holy cow, like I'm doing this, my body's doing this. So I think over the years, I've found a respect for my body and sports has really helped me do that. Did you always have that respect within you? I mean, you started playing softball at eight. And from that time, when you hit that first home run, were you like, oh, my body is amazing. I love my body. Was it that early in life or or was it a bit more of a journey? Were there ups and downs in regards to coming to accept your body and learning to love it? Yeah, there's always ups and downs. And I think softball, like being on the field allowed me to really love my body. Like when I was on the field, especially younger, like middle school, high school, when I was on the field, I was excelling because of the body type that I had. And so I was like, dang, like I'm really successful on the field. The struggle came when I was off the field and when I was in, you know, walking the hallways at school or in the classroom or with friends. And I grew up in Orange County, California. And back when I was in middle school and high school, I mean, super thin was in. That was just what was society standard was if you're a female in Orange County, woman in Orange County, you were stick skinny or you were fat. That's pretty much how everybody saw it. And you were like, wait, hold on. Like, first off, it shouldn't matter. But when I was off the field, there were so many pressures. And I can remember specifically the girls that were getting picked, you know, I hate to say it like this, so funny because it was just so traumatizing at that age. But when you're getting picked as like girlfriends or you're getting asked to dances and things like that, it was always like my smaller, tinier friends. So I associated boys only like smaller girls. And I remember I had reached out to this guy, I thought he was super cute, quarterback at our school, just transferred. Like this is such a funny story now, but looking back, I'm like, oh my gosh, it hurt me so bad. He he said, yeah, she's got a pretty face, but I'm not into fat girls or something like that. And you know, it's funny because you put so much weight on what 
guys say. And it's like, who made you the master of what's good and what's not? Like, who put the the standard in your hands, you know? And so I thought about that and I was like, but I love my body now. And I, I, I don't know. It's just funny things when you're younger and, and what can shape your thoughts and how you feel about yourself. And it's just, it's a learning curve. And when you grow older and you respect your body, you're like, come on, man. I think with young girls, it, I mean, really women of all ages struggle with this, but there definitely is this... Oh, tie in regards to what we think men want and what we think boys want our bodies to look like. And we give away so much of our power by allowing what they want or what they think is beautiful to define who we are. And the reality is that men are being shaped by their parents, by media, just as much as we are. Now, I can say that all the men in my life now, my husband, my sister's husband, friends that I have, it's very clear that men are attracted to a wide variety of women and it is for so much more than their body type. So if you're a girl who's listening to this and you're you know, struggling with not feeling worthy to men based on the way that your body looks hang in there. Hang in there because you will start to find your strength and the right man will love you for exactly who you are. And and it won't be just about what you look like. No. And I can piggyback off of that. Just society in itself is so changing all the time. Something's in one year and then something's out one year. And it, it's exhausting if you're happiness and your self-worth is dependent on what society is going with at that time. So I think true understanding and love and respect for your body is the only thing that's going to carry you in a consistent way because everything else is just so changing and it shouldn't change the way that you feel about yourself. I love that. Going back to what you said and the comment that that boy made at the time, and you said you remember how hard it was in that moment. How did you find yourself again and find your strength again and carry on from that? Yeah, I think going to college was a super awesome experience as far as appreciating my body because I went to a D1 sports powerhouse school where I walked on campus and I'm like, hey, like, you know, you're hanging out with other athletes and we all kind of look similar and and I'm not just sticking out like a sore thumb coming from Orange County, California. And I was stepping on a field and all of a sudden I'm performing and people appreciate, you know, your athletic ability and nobody's thinking about all that. It's just, wow, you're so talented. And I started associating just my success as an athlete with, because I have this body and I should be proud of this body and what it does. And so I think stepping into a new environment where it was a little bit more appreciated and not really looked at for, you know, what it looked like, but what it's capable of. I thought that was so big for my morale and college changed my perspective completely. There is truly something so important about finding a purpose or a talent or a gift that you have that is bigger than your body image, bigger than the way that you look. And I feel like it gives us so much power and strength when we are able to connect to that. So keep doing what you're doing. And again, if you're listening to this and feeling stuck, keep going back to the things that you're really good at and keep practicing and working on and building those things. Lauren, what does healthy mean to you as an athlete, as a woman? Mm, So many things. Healthy means more honestly to me, a mental state. And I know that that can come with, 
you know, when I'm feeding my body the right things. And that doesn't necessarily mean food all the time. Yes, it's important to maintain a healthy diet. I think just for clarity in your thoughts and the way that you carry yourself and, and how you go about your day, it really does help. But I think what I feed myself as far as what I'm looking at on the internet, what I'm listening to, who I choose to spend my time with, what I'm giving my energy to, I think all of those things can affect your health as a whole. So healthy is definitely so much more than you know, the food side of it. And, and I've really appreciated that just as I get older, you know, paying attention to my mental health has been huge for me. So you mentioned so many great things there that, that all come together essentially to create a healthier feeling or vibe for you and everything from food to what you're consuming online and the media that you're consuming. Do you have any favorite media outlets or Instagram pages that really inspire you? Ashley Graham is just, oh, I love her so much. <laughs> She's just so fun to look at and everything that she does. She's just got such a light about her. And then Tracy Ellis Ross is so inspirational and just fun and happy. So I feel like I tend to gravitate towards people that I want to maybe be more like. It's like they're inspiring and hey, like, how can I be more like her? Like, she's awesome. And she's just, it seems sure of herself. And it's more of like a motivating stance. Oh man, it's so easy to go down that rabbit hole of just people that make you feel not good about yourself. And I've been very aware and trying to be in tune with my feelings as to like, you know, how do I feel around this person? Or what do I take away from following this person? That kind of thing. I think it's important to be aware of those aspects. Absolutely. Do you ever find yourself looking at pages when you know it's not serving you, but you still have like somehow fallen down that Instagram bubble? Well, I think it now too. I think there's so many good videos just really like breaking down what influencer means. And that's such a hot topic right now is like what's really influencing, like good influencing. So it's easy to, you know, get caught on a page where someone has this bag and this outfit and this and this and this. They're so organized here and there's, <laughs> it's like, wait, man, like, I actually feel less than after I leave your page and not in a good way. So it's easy to do that, but it's just like breaking any other habit. It's as soon as you do it and as soon as you feel that self-doubt creep in and feel like you're less than and you're not worthy, then it's, okay, I need to shake this. I need to press the unfollow button. I need to move on with my life and, and gravitate more towards things that are going to benefit me. Fast forward to the end of 2024. Think of your goals for a second. What can you do right now to give yourself the best chance of succeeding? If you want to learn a new language, you absolutely should get Babbel. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that really don't help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversation, and Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teachings so you're ready to practice what you learned in the real world. If you're heading to another country, anytime soon, start using Babbel a few weeks before you go to learn basics like how to order food, ask for directions, speak to merchants without having to consult language apps while you're away. So fun. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash rawbeautytalks. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash rawbeautytalks. That's spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash Robbie Detox. Rules and restrictions may apply. 
This episode is brought to you by Lola V, an award-winning hair care line founded by the fabulous Jennifer Aniston. Jen got tired of the same old struggle we all face, choosing between hair products that work and ones that are actually good for us. With Lola V, that dilemma is history. We all put our hair through the ringer. That's why it's crucial to have products that not only repair the look of the damage, but also shield your locks from future harm. Enter Lola V's bestsellers, the Glossing Detangler and the Perfecting Leave-In Conditioner. They're your hair's new best friend. Friends. For a limited time, you get 15% off your entire order at lolavie.com. Just use the code RAWBEAUTYTALKS at checkout. Lolavie is all about naturally derived plant-based goodness, no silicone, sulfates, parabens, or gluten, and of course, cruelty-free and vegan. That's 15% off your order at lolavie.com with promo code RAWBEAUTYTALKS. You can only use one promo code per order and discounts can't be combined. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Tell them I sent you a over. So, so, so important. Obviously, as an athlete, your body is really incredibly strong. You're known for your home runs. You have to have an incredibly strong body, but I, I remember reading something that you said that that said it's all these things coming together. Your body, the practice of hitting, your mental game, it's everything coming together in this one perfect moment where you're just in flow. How do you keep your mental game strong? understanding that it's going to go up and down and having enough grace when I'm not super strong, if that makes sense, because it's easy to say, you know, all is good and everything's well, but when it's not understanding that that's part of, you know, the process and that's how things go. And then just finding your tribe of people that can restore your energy and doing things that you love. Cause I know when you're in the moment and you're in your career and you're, you're excelling and then all of a sudden you don't, it's so important to do things outside of your career that make you happy. And that was something that was important for me. There was a book, I think it's called 52 lists for happiness. And I love it because it breaks down which things and what things make you happy, like which activities bring the most happiness out of you. And when I broke it down, I really was like, man, I'm not doing everything all the time. And it's like simple things like walking my dog or making this really good smoothie that I love or going to eat at this place or hanging out with this friend or reading this book. It was like, I wasn't really doing, putting priority on those things. So when I do put priority on those things, it allows me to stay mentally sharp when I'm at the field or when I'm enduring my career and things like that. It it allows a good balance. That's so, so important. I feel like when you're at such a competitive level as you are, it could become all consuming to just focus on your softball, to just focus on the training, to just focus on what went right and what went wrong. Your whole life could get caught up in the highs and lows of this one activity that you're in. What does the physical training component look like when you're healthy, when you're not recovering from a surgery, how often are you training? I try to go five days a week when I'm healthy. I'm pretty active on the weekends anyway. So it's just as long as I kind of keep moving, but it's something like waking up in the morning, training in the morning, going to get recovery. Sometime during the day, I partnered with a really awesome place called ARC. It's kind of like a total recovery center. After that, finding time in the afternoon to work on your skills part of it. So like the hitting, the fielding. So it's kind of a couple separate workouts. You're not just working on your softball, you're working on your strength as well. And then just practicing active recovery when I'm at home. So it's kind of a constant grind, if you will, but it's all smart and it's all calculated. You said in an article... 
quote, I am not going to necessarily look like the ideal athlete. I will always be thick. I will always be a bigger girl. When I get muscle, it's not cut. I have dimples and cellulite on my legs. But I've come to an understanding about that instead of being picky about myself in the mirror. Can you touch a little bit more on the process of becoming comfortable with the person in the mirror? Was it all tied to sport? Was there anything that you did to really soften into that experience other than just recognizing your talent for softball? I think a lot of it came from when I would go to extremes to look a certain way. And that meaning not eating as much as I should, just bad habits in that way. And as extreme as I was being and as unhealthy as I was being, I still wasn't looking like the body I wanted to look like, right? Like it still wasn't getting there. And I was like, it's just not going to happen. And I'm not supposed to look like this. This is what my body is supposed to be. And I need to be feeding it the correct things. And I need to treat it with love and kindness and respect and, and what it deserves, which is healthy, strong meals. And when I started to feed myself correctly and get away from those super fad diets and and starving myself and things like that, just to try to attain this look that I wasn't personally going to get, then I was like, okay, I could start to appreciate my body in its healthiest state, which isn't going to look like everybody else. Not everybody's supposed to have a certain build. So I think getting away from that, there's only one beautiful body that helped me a lot. God, there's so many freaking shapes and sizes. And I'm just, (laughs) I just grinded myself into the ground trying to look a certain way. And I wasn't happy and I wasn't healthy. So that kind of quit pretty fast. Do you feel that media is representing all of those beautiful bodies that you just mentioned? Do you feel represented in media as an athlete? I think the more that bodies like mine cellulites, dimples, a little bit of rolls, you know, things like that. I think the more that they're in the spotlight, like an ESPN body issue, I think the better represented will be because like I said, society, this is in, this is in all at different times. And and it's almost like they control the curve of how people should feel. And if you're not in that particular curve at that time, then you're not beautiful. And I don't like that. So I like the fact that ESPN, especially in the body issue, the magazine started to include thicker athletes. And it wasn't just the super ripped, super lean 55 abs popping out of their stomachs, which is so great too, but it wasn't representing body types like mine. So I think the more that you can see women that look like me and and men that look that way as well being celebrated, then it's going to be more of an understanding throughout society that that's beautiful too. Yes, yes, yes. And I do think that there is a shift. I do think it's happening. It's slow and steady. And I hope we continue to see diversity in, as you said, see all the different types of body versus the pendulum just swinging one way again (laughs) and, you know, going in the opposite direction. Yeah. And it affects the people that, and and the young kids and young girls that feel like they won't be able to do that because they don't see themselves, right? Like you have to see it to want to be it. So if they see that and they see me and they see people really pumped about it and like so excited about it, which when it went viral, I was like, man, I was getting so many messages from moms about having conversations with their daughters, even dads having conversations with their daughters. The daughter is saying like, man, that's me. Like mom, dad, that's me. Like I see myself in her and how awesome. And I could do that one day. You know, it's, just you have to see it to be it. So I think that's another awesome opportunity that a girl could dream a little bigger. How can women support you in your mission? And how can we help create greater change in the way that women are seen in media and the diversity that we see in media? 
women can just continue to support women and and not in a way to say that they're just doing it, but to really honestly, truly be okay supporting another woman. And it doesn't take away from what you've got going on, right? Like I know I had a couple messages too that were like, you really pumped me up in that issue. And I'm actually like super, super thin and very lean and really skinny. And it's on the, I'm on the complete opposite side of it, but you're telling me that anybody is beautiful. So I think to continue to spread the message that just because you're one way doesn't mean it's the only way and to continue to fight for all women and all bodies. Yes. Honestly, as, as a thinner woman, I can say that while I guess my body type is seen more often in media, there are still a million things that I could pick apart about myself if I chose to based on what we see in media. And it spans not only from body image to aging to motherhood. I mean, it's just, it's never ending for us as women. So I think that is so, so important. I think what really spoke to me about your images is just the confidence you exuded. And there was kind of this unapologetic vibe going on. Like you really were standing in your strength. And I think that's the feeling that so many people would have felt is, you know, if she can do that, I want to do that too. And I can do it, which is huge. So thank you for that. Thanks. I appreciate that. And the photographer on site was Hannah and she was so like, we had a conversation before we started the shoot because of course I was a little nervous and I was a little like, okay, how's this going to go? And she just said, look, like we're all here to showcase you in the best light. And if you come in with an holding yourself back attitude and you're not really sure of yourself, it's going to show up in your pictures. So the best thing that you could do is just stand in your, your own skin and be proud of what's going on because we want to show you in that that light. And I will do my best to to photograph you in that light. And I was just like, okay, you know what? Once this robe drops, like on. <laughs> yes. I'm butt naked. Like, let's go. Like, I just <laughs> totally had this like shift in my mindset and it really showed through my pictures and that's what I wanted. So it was pretty cool. Oh, it did. So, and you were like naked, naked, right? There was no nude thong. <laughs> well, it was like literally a thousand degrees and we shot in Oklahoma City. It was like right before summer. They had this robe that was like a parka jacket. Like, I mean, it was so <laughs> So in between shots, they were like, here, cover up. And I'm like, no, you guys have all seen me naked. So I'm literally standing there just maybe for like 12 hours. I mean, it was such a long shoot. <laughs> And I just was fine. It was okay. So I would, when you say butt naked, like there was no hiding anything. Everybody on that set saw everything. So. <laughs> and how many people were there? Do you think? There was about 15 people on set. So it was pretty cool. I had my photographer was a woman. My movement coach was a woman. My agent was a woman's hair and makeup. There was like a strong female presence on the site, which was pretty cool. But the men were awesome and they were very encouraging and I didn't feel uncomfortable at all. It was really cool to just appreciate somebody in their body. It was for the body. It wasn't anything else. So it was a good respect there. Oh, amazing. How did you feel after shooting that day? Was there a shift in your own confidence and your own self-love? Yeah, there was a particular photo that Hannah showed me. We were outside on the field and just the light caught it really well. She showed me that picture and I started crying and I was just like, I've never seen myself like this. Like you guys don't understand. It's been a battle. <laughs> and I was always very full and authentic about how I've gone up and down with my body, but she was like, I want to show you how I see you right now. And that's exactly what she did. And so I took away, I, you know, I wasn't so critical in that moment. I was just like, wow, appreciating who I was. It's pretty cool. What a beautiful story. I absolutely love that. I wish every woman could at some point 
I mean, I guess we could, we might get arrested, but I could go out and like just strip down and have beautiful photos taken of herself and just be totally freed from all of these beliefs that we carry about ourselves and this narrative that is spinning around in our minds and, you know, have that Lauren Chamberlain moment, have that Beyonce moment, as polarizing as she is, have that Kim Kardashian moment where you're just kind of like owning yourself. Yes. I actually love her so much. So that's so funny. People are like all the time, like, really? And I'm like, yes, her. She does not care. Like, oh, it's just, yeah. Yeah. It's super refreshing. I feel like the same thing with me. People are like, you watch the Kardashians. That seems like everything you're against. I'm like, I am not against anything. I am only four women standing in their strength and finding their self-love. That's all I'm for. And I think Kim Kardashian, lover or hater, like she, she's doing that. Oh, absolutely. No, I'm such a fan. That's great that you said that. I love it. All right. I want to jump to a question from somebody in our audience whose name is also Lauren. She says, thank you for so much that everything that you represent, you have changed the way that I see myself. Sometimes though, I have a hard time knowing what my body needs. Am I still hungry? Do I need to work out? Any tips on how I figure that out for my body? Keep a journal. And that's something that I had to do was for mood swings and and things like that when I was trying to figure out what do I personally need because it doesn't look like the person next to you always. So for me, it was what foods do I eat? And then I write down kind of how I feel after those foods. So I know when I'm eating pretty clean and I I limit pasta bread, like I, I think I might be allergic to gluten. I don't know. I'm still figuring things out of what I feel good after. I think the same with working out. Like if you're working out to the point where you're just beating yourself down and you're kind of worn out to the point where you can't really function and it's almost a negative effect, then that's too much. And I think, again, it's just finding a good balance of what you feel best after food and working out. Perfection. Okay. Our next question is from Maya and she asks, what are your favorite self-love practices? My favorite self-love practice is a routine and I don't have time for it all the time. But again, here I am calling myself out, like make more time for the things that make you feel good. I have a bathtub that's just like the best. And so I think when I get a bubble bath, I have a glass of wine, I put a mask on and I'm like moisturized. That's my personal. It doesn't have to be that for everyone, you know, but it's, it's finding that little kind of me time that I'm just like, I feel good right now. It's not even with my hair done or my makeup done. It's literally like hairs up in a towel. Like I'm looking a hot mess, but I'm sitting in a freaking bubble bath with a glass of wine. Like that's just heaven for me. So again, doing something that I love. Amazing. Okay. I'm going to jump to our rapid fire questions. These are short and sweet questions. I would love you to answer them with whatever comes to mind first for you. Okay? Okay. All right. What is your spirit age? Age. 21. Ooh, what? Okay. I have to ask another question. What was happening when you were 21? <laughs> Can we even talk about it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was living. I was living. You were in college? Yes, yeah. I was just... 21 is like the best age ever. Yes. Love it. Okay. What's your word for 2019? Grace. How long does it take you to get ready in the morning? Depends, but I would say between five minutes and 20 minutes. What is your love language? Physical touch. I love that every woman knows what I'm talking about when I ask that question. <laughs> Everyone knows the book. They all know the book. Yes. Who do you Insta stalk? Mm, 
I could say Kim Kardashian. Yeah. Would you rather watch Netflix, read, or listen to a podcast? Watch Netflix. What is your favorite Netflix show? Right now, I'm binge watching with my boyfriend, Pretty Little Liars. Like we went back and we are fully invested. <laughs> yes. I love that your boyfriend's watching it with he you. It he watches it without me. <laughs> oh, yes. What is a habit you'd like to kick? Snacking too much. Mm, I'm a snacker too. I've <laughs> given into it though. Filters and Facetune, yay or nay? Filters, yeah. Facetune, no. How many tattoos do you have? 12. 12? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 12. Wow. Three products you take to a deserted island. Wi-Fi, <laughs> my phone, and then probably a boat to leave. <laughs> you don't want to be by yourself. Don't get me out of there. <laughs> <laughs> what is your happy place? Probably back at home in California on the beach with my sister. Mm. Drink of choice coffee greatest wellness hack dancing for like two minutes to your favorite song like just just completely dancing it's great Mm. one word to describe yourself (laughs) i was trying to say out there like out there that could be (laughs) out there (laughs) i love it i love it out there counts as one word we'll we'll take it we'll take it and i have to say thank you so much for putting yourself out there because it really has changed the way that I view myself. And I know that it has changed the way so many other women and probably men view themselves as well. Lauren, what is coming up next for you and where can people find you if they want more information about you? Yes, I am continuing to work at our performance facility and professional softball. We report in May. So if you guys want to check out the USSA Pride and the Pro Fast Pitch League, it's called the NPF. You can find both of them on Instagram and just keep up with me at low Chamberlain at low Chamberlain. Again, we'll have that in the show notes along with all of the resources that she has mentioned and a free PDF that you can download with all of her tips and tricks for staying her happiest, healthiest self. That's it for this episode, but be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a single show. If you like this episode, please take a moment to leave a review. I appreciate it so, so much. And also share this episode with anyone that you think might like it. You can also tag Raw Beauty Talks on Instagram. We'll be regramming your posts every week. As we wrap things up, remember that your body is different than any other body out there. So as you listen to these episodes, keep tuning back into yourself to see what really truly resonates for you. Do you ever feel like you're struggling through motherhood? You're not alone. I'm Erica Jossa, host of the MomWell podcast, therapist and mom of three. Join me each Wednesday as I sit down with guests, including psychologists, pediatricians, psychiatrists, fertility specialists, lactation consultants, and more to unravel the myths of motherhood. With expert advice, practical tips, self-love, and some coping skills to help you along the way, you can become the mother you want to be. Listen to the MomWell podcast at momwell.com slash listen or on your favorite podcast platform.